Today, God desires to have us enter a place of intimacy and prayer with him like never before. And the fruit of that will be the birthing of something great, a type of revival inside of us that will spill into this world and change this world. Brother, could you tell me what do you think practically? What could you tell us about how someone who's struggling to pray? Right. Someone who's struggling to make that time and someone who maybe gets there, but they don't know how to pray, don't know what to say or their mind runs away with them. You know, can you talk a little bit about these things? What do you think we could do uh, to become better prayer warriors in this area? Oh, man, it, it, it really it's. Well, there's no shortcuts. Prayer's a muscle. It, it's just like when you work out. It's just like when you become a runner. You know, it's it's something for me, honestly, where I got my greatest growth in prayer was I was with, I was actually incarcerated. You know, some of you made this journey in my story of, of just a wreck. But I, 10, 11 years ago, I was I was incarcerated um, and God met me at rock bottom and he used me at rock bottom to begin to rebuild me. But I, I got partnered up with an older man, uh, a guy named Petey. Uh, actually, PD, his name was PD Knotts, actually, which is kind of wild. Not PD as in PD, but like P-E-T-E-Y, PD. Um, and he he began to help teach me to pray, you know, and, and it was literally, you know, he started walking me through and he would say, Nathan, you know, the first 20 minutes, you're still just trying to get outside of yourself. And I was like, whoa, what do you mean the first 20 minutes? Like my prayers only last five minutes at max if I'm, you know, seriously like doing well at that point he said no well that's okay he said but you're only going to get better at becoming a a prayer warrior or a a person of prayer by praying you know a lot of times we we talk about prayer uh we read books about prayer but we we get intimidated by just like beginning to attempt to start praying it's not about the length again let me let me say it's not about the length and the hours and, and time in prayer but it's really just about the the time with him right not only about like you speaking or or you just rambling or you just sharing but it's learning to spend intentional time with him and, and for me you know i i honestly had a, an elder a friend you know somebody that was willing to kind of hold me accountable to that and and to start you know, we, we set some time aside and we would just, we would take the Lord's prayer. This is how I learned to become a prayer, PD. We would take the Lord's prayer, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so we, he said, Nathan, let's just say on that word, our father, and let's just begin to spend time and, and talk about, you know, and, and, and express to the father, our father, father, you are our father. You, you made us, you created us. Um, you're the maker of heaven and earth. You you know me. And so we spent time on just that line, our father, and then who art in heaven. And we started spending really important time on father, you're in heaven, you're above us. You know, the beginning from the end. We started just really just building that muscle of just taking the Lord's prayer and going line by line and just trying to press in. And that began to give me a foundation. And so I think the easiest way is to literally, you have to just start doing it and making it a non-negotiable. And then what happened with me is after I started doing this PD, I found myself spending time 30, 40, 50, sometimes an hour just quietly sitting before the Lord talking. And it didn't even feel like an hour went by. 
it only felt like it was five or 10 minutes. The next thing you know, you just spent an hour and a half in intentional prayer. It was a, such a place of shalom that it, it was precious. So that that's some practical for me. Really good, brother. Thank you for sharing that. You know, what do you say to think about being intentional is so important. Like, listen, brothers and sisters, if you're listening to this tonight and you're like, look, I want to get more serious about my prayer life. I get what you guys are saying. I want to push in more. What is so key? The first thing you need to do is make a commitment. You need just like, you know, God says, hey, you work six days, you rest on the seventh, right? You made that commitment. You may have been like, wow, God, I want to do that. I want to keep your Sabbath day holy. Now, at the same time, do you have a commitment every day to spend time with him as well? Because, you know, it's one thing to be like, yeah, OK, one day a week, I'll rest of my, from my labors. So I make that commitment or whatever. Or, or I go to church on a Sunday. I make that commitment. But have you committed every day to the Lord? And is there a prayer time every day that you have set aside for him? Like Nathan said, the non-negotiable time. And so and I think in that time, it's it's also this heart cry that we need to be manifesting this cry out of us for for the lost. You know, one of the biggest things that Yeshua, I think, cried for in his prayers was for the lost. That's why when he went out there, then he the father brought people to him. That's where he met people. And that's where the power of God manifested through him. So pray about yourself, pray about your worries, pray about the things on your heart. But don't forget to also cry out for a revival, because that's what I believe. Brothers and sisters, I believe that's what God wants to birth. But we need to push into that and desire that. And I want to also say to you all now, if you're listening to this, you know, when we're talking, what we're talking about now, to just be frank and very honest, it's 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 so simple and it's kind of kind of like kindergarten. Like God wants us to not just be like, okay, well, well done. You you got your prayer done for today. Like th that is the like I mentioned earlier, that's like our defensive mechanism. That's just to kind of get afloat. That's just to kind of survive as believers. But what God wants to do is actually use us mightily as as weapons in his hands against the enemy's kingdom. So, you know, if you think about like any war, like if you think about World War Two or any of these wars, if if the US, for example, right, if they only ever defended themselves or if or if Europe only ever defended themselves against Germany, but they never were offensive, they never actually went into Germany, what would have happened? Right. Any any general will tell you to fight a battle. You need to be able to not just defend yourself, but you need to actually stop the enemy. And that means you need to be offensive. Otherwise, you'll just get burned out. And I want to submit to you that many of us have become burnt out in our spiritual life because we're always on the defensive. Right. We're, and that's fine. Like we're, we're defensive. We're, we're we're praying. We're seeking the Lord for deliverance. And we're and that's all wonderful. That is. But then what the father wants to do is he wants to use you offensively in his kingdom. And in that place, you get so empowered. And, and you know, I'm the one who will be the first to tell you that when the first time I remember I started seeing the father do something through me like, whoa, you know, I prayed for someone and something happened. Right. I was more changed in those encounters than the people I was praying for. 
Like when I actually went out and did what Yeshua did, it left me radically changed. Even though I thought it's to, to help them, it was helping me. Because we become this pipeline where the Holy Spirit travels through when we do the work of the Lord. And so, you know, I want you as a listener to not just not just survive as a Christian or a believer. I want you to, to become a weapon. And so, you know, I want us to think about what that means because Yeshua said, go out. That is offensive talk right there. It's don't just stay here and, you know, don't just no go forward into the camp of the enemy where and that's why Yeshua is always around these people who are in quote unquote prison, people who are in their sin still in their bondage. And he went into those areas among those people. And those are the people that he set free. Are we a type of people who is willing to go where the darkness is or are we always cowering away from it because we don't really know who we are and what God has created us and called us to be warriors? You see, we don't always have to be like, oh, no, enemy, the devil's going to get me. Oh, no, woe is me. God created you and he gave you authority as being made in his image. And this authority that you are to carry is something that the enemy is terrified of. But because we don't understand that authority, the enemy, he has a field day with us. But if you only understood, man, God, Yeshua, he gave me a power of attorney, if you will. He said, I give you authority over all the works of the enemy. That means I can go and I don't have to be afraid because the enemy, Yeshua said, uh, the enemy should be afraid of me. And so when this all clicks for us and we understand that we're fighting a battle that we are, we will win, there's no question about it. But then let's go with that hope of victory. Today, God desires to have us enter a place of intimacy and prayer with him like never before. And the fruit of that will be the birthing of something great, a type of revival inside of us that will spill into this world and change this world. You know, brothers and sisters, if you've watched the news, if you've seen what's going on, you know, we have countries and we have nations and a lot of them are up to no good. Some of them are always strategizing and planning things. Some of them are planning wars. Some of them are planning this and that. What are you planning? Because you are part of God's warriors. You are part of God's army that he has called. And so for us to to sit on the sidelines and forget that we're part of a spiritual war would be misunderstanding the call of Yeshua on our lives in this time. Thank you.